Hey, this is Dave from CheapWineFinder.com. And we've got another uh, wine today to talk about like we usually do, because that's what we do. And today we have one from Paso Robles, uh, California, in the Central Coast. It is the J-Lore uh, Seven Oaks Paso Robles Cabernet Sauvignon 2017. And uh, J-Lore is a family-owned winery. They've been around since the 70s, started out in Monterey, uh, California, which is just the AVA north of Paso Robles, um, still on the central coast of um, California. And the uh, Seven Oaks, in the name of this one, is their first vineyard in Paso Robles. Uh, the Paso Robles winery came around in, uh, in the 80s. Like I said, the, uh, they started out in Monterey in the 70s, and I think they also have a vineyard in uh, St. Helena and Napa, too. So they kind of run the gamut for uh, wines and prices, too. They can get expensive, and they can be affordable. And this is actually affordable. I know, and it's um, it's kind of a cool wine because it's mass-produced. They make a lot of this wine, but they are using techniques that you kind of get in more boutique uh, wineries. Um, and it's it's kind of cool. Um, so you're getting the kind of the best of both worlds. There's a lot of processes taking place to make this Cabernet Sauvignon. And it's like 82% uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, and there is Petit Serran, Merlot, and Petit Verdot, and uh, oh, what else is there? I forgot, I forgot the last one, but you know, it's it's mostly Cabernet Sauvignon, which is the way it should be. And in Bordeaux, it's almost never either 100% Cabernet Sauvignon or 100% Merlot. It's always add a little bit to it. And when you add a little bit to it, you can make it all it can be, and that's a very good thing. And I like Jay Lore, and I wrote about this, is that their tasting notes in their website tell you about the wine and the wine company. You know, um, writing about wine, I go through a lot of wine websites and a lot of tasting notes. And, you know, you get so many of these uh, lifestyle websites and, you know, it's, you know, hey, it's, you know, we're, we're all going to be in yachts and drink with models and stuff. It's kind of weird. And then there's all these tasting notes that are technical notes that are supposed to tell you about the wine, and they don't really say what they're talking about. You know, I always give a, it's not really a pet peeve, but they go, it's, uh, it was aged on oak. And it's like, okay, what did you do there? Did you put it on a barrel? Because you, I don't think that's how barrels work with wine. And like, why don't you just say what you did? And Jay Lore says what they did. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And another thing is, um, I learned something from their technical notes. Um, malolactic fermentation. Um, that is a, almost all red wine goes through malolactic fermentation. You know, they don't normally talk about it. Chardonnay goes through malolactic fermentation too. And they usually talk about that because they, because that makes, you can taste the difference in Chardonnay because a lot of Chardonnays don't or don't go through it completely. And with red wine, since it's, all of them do it just about. It's not a, as big a deal. But it turns out that, you know, after they fermented this Cabernet Sauvignon in stainless steel vats, 20% of it went into barrel and the other stayed in the vats. And they add, and I don't remember the name of it, uh, but bacteria. It's dried bacteria. You know, they, they use yeast for the fermentation. And this is a fermentation too. It's malolactic fermentation. But the yeast feast on the 
tart, say mallow acid, and ends up, the byproduct of that is lactic acid, which is like lactose milk. And they, they named what yeast they use. There's many different types that use different things. And I learned that's how what malolactic fermentation is. I knew it was such a thing. I knew that you look out for Chardonnay because if you have a little oak, you're going to want malolactic with your Chardonnay. But, you know, I learned something. They said what they're doing. Another thing I liked about what they're doing, they used American oak. Um, you know, in, you know, for high end wines, it's all French oak. And they even tell you about which, which forest it was coming from. You know, there's a, there's a pecking order for forests and, um, the same, um, the same species that are in France is in Hungary, Hungary and Slovakia and stuff, but you know, it's the exact same tree, just a little bit further inland and oh no, it's not French. Here, it's American oak for 12 months, 22% new. The rest is all, you know, used at least once or twice or whatever. And the oak comes from um, Missouri, and it comes from Minnesota. They actually were proud of their oak, and they were telling you what there was. They, they chose this oak to use. An oak American oak barrels is much cheaper than a French oak barrel, but it also gives out different flavors, and you have to use it differently because it's got a wider grain, so it can give more influence to the, uh, to the wine. You say, but if you know what you're doing, that's fine. If you want those flavors, that's fine too. And if the if it bring comes in at a less expensive cost, and you know, I don't know too many wine drinkers who drink inexpensive value priced wines who can pretty much tell you the difference between French oak and American oak if it's done properly. It's both really good. And here they are. They're telling you where the the forest was, and that's like okay, I like that. You know, not rather than oh, it was on oak, and you know, and they just kind of like do double talk with the words. Not Jay Lore. They're telling you what's going on. They told you that there was a hundred and fifteen degree um, heat wave in September, and it was like oh, that stresses the grapes out something fierce. And well, but the but the, it was a long, it didn't really change things. The, the, wines, the, the vines were stressed, but the harvest didn't happen until October. So by the time harvest came around, the grapes had calmed down and everything was fine. And it was a pretty good vintage. So, and it kind of told you what other vintages were warm. They gave you information that you need to pick out a wine. Now, does everybody out there bother to check out the technical notes and go beyond just the first page of the website if you even look at that? I don't know, but I think you should because the more you know about something, the more you can make an informed decision. I mean, I look it up and I put what I think is important in the wine reviews and you can get, you know, filtered through me for things, but you know, uh, to my own self be true, I believe, you know, it doesn't take that much. It's a, it's an internet. You, you Google it. It takes five seconds. And I'm going to drink this because this is a fairly classy Cabernet Sauvignon. I'll go into that too. Because even though this is a mass-produced wine, they make a bunch of it. They, they're using upscale techniques on how to make it. So you're getting kind of, you're not getting, you know, uh, most $10 Cabernets are like plump and juicy and bright and they taste good. And I'm not complaining about them at all, but it's a different style. And this one's sleek and it's lean and it's got these like a stew of flavors. Nothing jumps out. And then the, 
tannins are there, but they're kind of sweet. They, they might You might t- feel them on your tongue or the back of your throat just a little, but that's what you're supposed to when you're drinking that Cabernet Sauvignon. And so you're getting kind of a um, wine with with features from more expensive wines, but at a very good price. I think I found it for 12 It was on sale. It's not what it normally goes for, but it's not an expensive wine. And so you're getting a best of both worlds wine. J-Lore is telling you what's going on with the wine. They're being proud about what they're doing. And let's see, what else is there? Oh, and if you're looking for Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, Napa Valley, they're not going to give you one at a price you want, or, you know, they'll have great ones, but in Sonoma can be a little pricey. If you want a value price, something that's bringing it, something you're going to drink right now, Paso Robles is a really good place, along with Lodi. That's Central Valley, Central Coast, you know, that doesn't have the mystique. It doesn't have the, you know, it doesn't have the name recognition, though Paso Robles is getting that. And also uh, Washington State's really doing well with that, too, where you're getting quality, drink it now, Cabernet Sauvignon, at a pretty good price. Where, you know, because the Napa Valley stuff, the Bordeaux stuff, um, they get the press, but that's kind of a whole different category. When you're just talking about what I got, Monday night, and it doesn't have to Monday, you know, if, you, if it's good enough for Monday, it's good enough for Saturday, you know, uh, but it doesn't have to be, you know, this isn't just a, you know, a Tuesday night wine. You can drink this anyway. It's a very good, well-made wine, but, um, those are the places you should be looking for for Cabernet Sauvignon. You know, yeah, Napa's famous. Yeah, Bordeaux was famous. And, and Bordeaux actually has a bunch of uh, wines under $20. Um, but I'm, I'm talking more like the high-end stuff. When you're talking about affordable Cabernet Sauvignon, Paso Robles, Lodi, Washington State, and even Bordeaux is the way to be looking for it. Because uh, you can find really good ones, really quality ones there. For a very good price, and I think that does it for me. I uh, did too much talking. I only, only got one sip in. I didn't get some. Um, didn't get more of it, so I guess I'll have to sip it after I'm done with this, but there you go. That's it for me. Uh, keep it cheap. I don't know what we're doing next, but we always do something next. We have been. I think we're going on this summer. It'll be our start of our 12th year, so we've been doing this for a long time, and I think we got over 2,000 wine rooms on our website, so Go in there and look for several hundred of them if you feel like it. I mean, you got to listen to me go on and on, but there you go. So adios, keep it cheap, and I'll talk to everybody in a few days. Bye-bye.